Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. My very special guest this week is a gentleman by the name of Mark Bowden, expert in human behavior and body language in Toronto, Ontario. Mark has been voted the number one body language professional in the world two years running. He is the founder of the communication company Truth Plain, whose clients include leading business people, politicians, presidents of Fortune 500 companies, national security agencies, and prime ministers. Mark's highly acclaimed TEDx talk, The Importance of Being Inauthentic, has reached millions of people, and he is regularly called upon by the media across the globe to comment on the body language of trust and credibility around elections and political debates. Mark has written four books on human behavior and body language, the most recent, Truth and Lies, What People Are Really Thinking, co-authored with Tracy Thompson, becoming a Globe and Mail Canadian bestseller. In a world where there are communication coaches and pundits abound, Mark's work has been described by the national press as a secret weapon of the G7 leaders. Mark, what a very impressive bio, and welcome to the podcast, sir. Well, thanks, Ian. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate you having me around. It's great uh, that you were able to make the time. I know you have a very busy schedule with a lot going on. So on behalf of the listener, before we even get started, thanks again, Mark, for your time. So I've got some questions for you. I'm glad you could do it, sir. I've got some questions for you that I'm sure our listeners would really, really fondly like your opinions on. What is so great about video communication in the world of sales? Yeah, you know, we are standing in a really important part of history whereby it's now quite normal on a first meeting for me potentially to show up in your home via video, you know, from work from home offices, we're now meeting each other on a first meeting right inside people's homes. And that means a potential client, a potential prospect, if you're a salesperson, is in a very, very comfortable position already. You very well know, Ian, as everybody out there knows, that one of the things you want to do with a prospect, with a client when you're selling, is get them super comfortable, first of all. Well, what a brilliant opportunity, because they're already in their living room. They're already sitting in their kitchen. They're already in their work-from-home study, and they're very open and available and comfortable with hearing new information. So this is perfect for any salesperson, I believe. Makes so much sense, and you're right. Establishing the, the comfort, the early, the early steps of trust to start forming a relationship, where better to do that in 
you know, in, in someone's living room or at their home office. It makes complete sense. So, Mark, like, how can we best connect by a video, though? Because there's got to be some tricks and some good ways to do it, bad ways to do it. How could our listeners benefit from your advice on the best way to connect via video? Well, let me give you a really, really simple technique to use that means every time you connect via video, there's going to be an automatic level of trust and credibility because you're literally going to get on the same level as your prospect of your client. Here's what I need you to do is always make sure your camera lens is at your eye level. And that means if you're, say, using a laptop for your camera, you've got to stop using it as a laptop and you've got to start using it as a camera. You never want that up-the-nose shot. That means you're getting height-dominant over your prospect. You know, how great would it be if, Ian, you're a prospect of mine and I literally walk into your living room and I stand over the top of you and you look up my nose and I start to tell you about my product and service and all the great benefits. And all the time you're thinking, why is this huge person looming over me in my own living room? Well, you're going to start to call the authorities on me. And that's what a lot of salespeople are doing over video. So nobody needs to make that mistake anymore who's listening to this today. If you do nothing else, just Get a box, get an Amazon box. I know you've all got an Amazon box and you've got stuff delivered by Amazon and stick your laptop on a couple of Amazon boxes. Every time you make any kind of call, get that lens to eye level. Now you're not, not height dominant. Now you're on the same level as them. Now you're set up physically for trust and credibility immediately. That makes so much sense. And, and I know what you mean. I've been on lots of Zoom or Microsoft team calls with people and colleagues. And it, the eye to eye, I mean, that, that's, that's the windows to the soul is the eyes. If we're not looking straight through into each other, um, we're already missing the mark. So uh, uh, that, that's great advice, Mark. That, that truly is. So, I mean, given your background, your, your success, your experience in, in the world of body language, if we're now, you know, using video calls to, to communicate with people, um, how exactly, Mark, does body language play a part in all this? Yeah. So, look, we judge each other immediately based on our nonverbal communication. We have a part of our brain which is as old as 500 million years old in our evolution that looks at the environment, scans it, searches it, and up to every 50th of a second can make a decision as to whether the environment around us is of value to us or is of huge risk. And so when anybody new walks into our life or whenever anybody that we know is offering us something new, we assess that environment around them and we assess them and we do it instantly. So look, easy way of saying this, Ian, is that I judge you and you judge me. And so when we, when we meet each other via video, that same judgment system comes in. We look at each other and you judge me immediately and you assess, is Mark a risk for me or is he a reward? 
And you do that based on my behavior, the environment that you see me in and the gestures that I make, the movements that I make, the emotions that seem to go across my face. Do I get good eye contact with you? Do my eyebrows raise in recognition when I first see you? You take in all that data and much, much more, and you assess is this going to be a good conversation or a bad one, a good product or a bad service, even before I've opened my mouth. Now, look, if you assess the service or the or the conversation as being bad already based on my body language. It's not that I can't undo that with the words that I use, but now it's an uphill struggle. And we all want to make our sales process, our sales situation as fluid as possible. So why not start off in the best possible situation, which is to come into any meeting, be it virtual or in real life, projecting body language that causes the other person to go, you know what, this just feels like it's going to be great. Because then the words that you say are going to feel more great. Now, you've got good product. You've got good service. I know people are selling great stuff out there, but people will judge it as bad if they judge you as risk. So start on the best foot you can by using body language that causes people to trust you. That's so brilliantly said, Mark. And I, and I know communication, um, body language, tone, emotion or tone, and then the words themselves. I, the words are like single digit and the body language is, is more than half of it. So why not? What you're telling the listeners makes so much sense to me. Start with the right body language. Then the words will be heard even more. Um, love what you're saying with that. It's, it's, it's a big deal. It really, really is. Whether we're online or in a, in a, in a room somewhere, it makes complete sense. So you must have, you've coached so many people in your days, Mark, and a very, very uh, awesome experience that you've had and your, your bio proves it big time. You must have seen some, some mistakes out there. So what is the biggest mistake? you see people making when it comes to body language? Well, I have to say it's this, is reading other people's body language and then feeling like you've read their mind. You cannot read somebody else like a book. What body language does is trigger us with a prediction of somebody's feeling and intention towards us. It's just a prediction. We never know what somebody's really thinking or feeling inside. We're getting a theory about that. So I'm not saying don't watch other people's behaviors, but no, all you end up with is a judgment. And your judgment is more likely, certainly under stress and pressure, to be a negative judgment about them. So what I'm saying is, Ian, if you're in a meeting with a customer, a client, a prospect, and you're feeling under stress and pressure, as you might well do. Look, we all want to make great deals, and we can all see that those are sometimes stressful and have some pressure attached to them. So when you're in that situation and you're assessing body language, you're most likely to assess more towards a negative bias. Let's just take this uh, instance in. Your client, your prospect, suddenly leans back as you're talking to them and they fold their arms. 
Now, what do you instantly think? Hang on. This is a half a million dollar deal. They just lend back. They folded their arms. Uh Uh-oh, this is going badly. I'm about to lose this. So what do you do? You ramp up your gears and your head in there really hard and you super start to convince them as to why this is great for them. Now look, why do people fold their arms? There are well over 30 reasons why a human being are going to fold their arms. And one of them is that when they fold their arms, it stops some of their bigger muscle groups moving so that they can get more blood to their brain and they can make an important cognitive decision. Sometimes when people lean back and fold their arms, they're actually deciding how they're going to buy. They're deciding to move forward. Yeah, sometimes they're closed to you. Sometimes you've said that something negative, but hang on, which one is it? Which one is it? Or is it one of the other 30 examples of why somebody folds their arms? You are most likely going to default to that negative one. They're closed to me. Now you ramp up the sales situation and you've headed exactly in the wrong direction because you're over-energized, you're over-aggressive, and actually they were just about to buy and now you've pushed them in the other direction because they're thinking, why has this person ramped it up so hard? I'm trying to make a decision here. So here's what I want people to do. is Every time you think you've read somebody's body language, just say the word maybe to yourself afterwards just use the word maybe and investigate more so look they lean back they fold their arms and and you say to yourself "Mm, they're close to me maybe maybe and so now you carry on with your sales process you keep going with the process that you know works time and time again and you concentrate on your body language being open, being calm, and being assertive, and making things comfortable for them. That's, what, that's the mistake I see people making, being too judgmental about others. That makes so much sense, and we've all seen it happen. And, and for many salespeople, sure, we're confident and we're driven, but when we see the closed-arm, lean-back gesture, uh, it, it can make us judge ourselves. It can make us think, so I'm losing it losing this thing, I'm going to have to pick it up. And picking it up means maybe pushing the deal away because we misread the situation. And what's wrong with asking questions while you're presenting? You know, it's someone that leans back. Is there, does this make sense? Do you have any questions at this point? Right? To make it interactive, give yourself a pause might be another way to help with the process and stop judging. I love the maybe button. At the end of something, when you see something, you read something, Tag it with a maybe, because there's 30 other reasons. I love how you said that, Mark. Well, I couldn't agree more, Ian. Just to to add to that, Ian, just to add a little bit on the end there, I think you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right in that you need to use these body language cues in order to trigger you to ask more questions. I'm saying it. I'm sure you've said it time and time again, and I'm sure many great sales trainers have said it time and time again. Why? Because it's the best thing you can ever do as a salesperson is find ways to ask more questions. Sure, deliver content, deliver value, but ask a lot of questions. Absolutely. And, and that, the great thing about asking questions 
if you're still trying to figure out where to steer your presentation, sometimes we get off track with questions or with studying body language. That can, that can derail a flow for someone. A question buys you time to settle yourself down and get back on track after the answer. So it, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful, uh, wonderful technique added to that with the body language. This is brilliant. So how can we get going quickly on creating video communication, Mark? Because this is something you have also mastered. Maybe you could share some, some nuggets with the listeners on, on the video communication piece. Yeah, let me really help you with this. Look, video communication is the new pop. It's the new rock and roll. It's like anybody can do it. You know, if you've got a mobile phone on you right now, and I know you all have, you can already make great video. It already has great video capacity. It already has a great camera on it. You can edit on it. The sound is going to be fine on it. And you can load it up to many, many platforms out there to distribute it to the people who need your content, need your help, okay? And you can do that for free, or you can use a platform that costs something that's part of your whole sales system. I don't mind what you use. What I want you to do is start to think about video being an integral part to your sales process. Because my guess is, as a salesperson, one of the things you've realized recently is one of the best things you can do is give people help. Help the client. Help the prospect. Help them with the best product or service to buy. Help them be able to use it better. Help them out with the product or service they're already in, but they're not enjoying. Help them use that better so they start to move over to yours because they start to discover how yours would be even better for them. And look, where do people go to find help now fast, quick, and authoritative? They go to YouTube. They go to video. When you last had a problem, an issue that you needed to deal with, where you wanted to know, hey, what should I buy? What tools should I buy to do this job? What did you do? My guess is you Googled it. You found a video and you watched that video. And any video that you watched where you went, well, that was fast and that was helpful and that had some authority to it, you probably watched another one by that same person. And then I bet you watched another one as well and maybe you didn't even subscribe to them. And now you're in their pipeline. Now you're, they're seen as trustworthy and credible. And here's the thing, if you enjoyed their video, just understand you can make video just as well as that. You can do it. You can send it direct to clients. You can cause clients to come to you via the video. Look, we now search for help via video. We look for it via video. If you're in the business of helping people, you need to be making more video more often. So just get going on it, knowing that it's a popular form. If you make a video today and it's not so good, make another one tomorrow. It'll be better. And then make another one the next day. It'll be even better. Just get going. Make as much video as you can. You'll start to get great at it. That makes so much sense. And, and completely agree with you. I, I did the very, so while you were talking, Mark, and, and answering that question, I did uh, last week my, my Nespresso machine, 
uh, I thought co- I started leaking coffee. And, and me in the morning without my two cups and espresso, I'm not ready for communication with anyone, even myself. So uh, what did I do? I YouTubed it and found a little video on how to fix my Nespresso machine. I believed it. It was trustworthy and it was instant. Um, so I love what you're saying that what salesperson would not want more people in their pipeline? A great way to do it in today's world uh, is video content, video communication. And yes, maybe we're not all born actors or good at it the first time, but the more you do it, the better you'll get. Mark, uh, brilliant, brilliant uh, wisdom for the listeners. So, so Mark, how can, I'm sure I've got a bunch of listeners here and many of them are wondering, I'd love to reach out to Mark and get some advice or, you know, how can I get his book or uh, what's the best way for the listeners to reach out to you, Mark? Yeah, really easy. Just go to truthplane.com, T-R-U-T-H-P-L-A-N-E, truthplane.com. You'll find me there. You'll find me, Mark Bowden, on LinkedIn. Go to my YouTube channel or just search for me on the internet and I will show up straight away. Find a way to contact me. I'd love to have a conversation with you. That's fantastic. Mark, I want to thank you again on behalf of all the listeners for making the time today and sharing such rich wisdom with us. Thank you very much, Mark. My pleasure in any time. And thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With Ian Selby.